evening, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Race Time Radio. So glad you could tune in tonight, all live on Sirius XM Channel 167, live on racetimeradio.com, and live on Facebook, our Facebook page as well. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the Race Time Radio studio. Jr., you had a busy weekend. I did have a busy weekend. It was uh, a lot of driving, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, you know commuting. Um, spent a little bit of time on the 401 and the 400, and and uh, uh, we raced uh, Friday night to Delaware Speedway. Uh, for opening night, what an event, what a night, what a job by the the team over there at Delaware. Mm. Man, did they do a good job. Um, it was uh, it was phenomenal to see. It, it looked like uh, Delaware Speedway from, you know, the early 2000s with the crowd that was there um, looked fantastic. And then as well, it was just a, a wicked outing for um, for the late models, for the super stocks, a huge car count in super stocks. Um, and, uh, as well, a monster car count in the bone stock division as well. Um, just a, a great Friday night and then, uh, uh, loaded up, uh, it left the track around whatever midnight, you know, and, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, made the trip from London to Barry and, uh, got a, like a two hour cat nap, uh, in a, in a nice hotel and, uh, then was at the racetrack at eight o'clock in the morning, eight thirty in the morning for the, the. Uh, race number one in the penny series hurry so. up and wait right man what a all weekend what a uh yeah sleep, now that was, was a premium. late that was a late feature on friday night at delaware for the late models it was just it? it was just how everything shook out um uh one thing that I, you know we got to bring it up uh you know you, you talk about all the positives but as well one of the negatives um uh there was nine wheels that i counted you know talking with one of the guys really um that ended up coming apart uh in the bone stock feature they couldn't get uh they couldn't get the race going there was i i swear there was a thousand cars on the racetrack and there was one huge car count. over yeah huge car count uh you know when you have one of those massive races um there i i don't know how many took the green uh when they took the green uh they were at the start finish line and the cars were still entering four wow or still entering <laughs> three rather yeah, um, yeah there was still cars on the straightaway on the back looked like an enduro um so huge car count which is a great thing nice uh, nice but uh um uh, you know with the extra speed that that place produces um i think that that caught some people off guard mm. um i think with every bigger track when you talk about stock cars right so whether right. it be you know a street stock class an enduro class a a four-cylinder class um, with any of those big big tracks, it puts a lot of stress on on the wheels and oh, and yeah. on the hubs and, and things yeah, like yeah. that. Um, but uh, a, a ton of loose wheels, not not loose wheels, off wheels, like wheels that were coming off the car. So no racing and wheels were they breaking off? No, or they're, they're just so, guys not doing them up. Yeah, so they're not a racing wheel; they're ah. like a stock wheel, right? Right, so, right, right. Um, to change that. Yeah, difficult to uh, to see. Um, it will be something that those guys will address. You can oh, tell somebody's going to get hurt exactly. if they don't. Yeah, and uh, uh, but that being said, that was the only negative thing that you could possibly talk about uh, at uh, at Delaware Speedway because everything else was like, I mean, a one. Yeah, the facility. Um, they they man, did they do some work there? Um, they obviously paved the entire front and back straightaway. 
Um, did a bunch of improvements in the pit area. Um, just a, a, a wicked night of racing. I can't wait to see, you know, the APC series get there. I can't wait to see the, the Penny series and, and even some of these big 70 lap invitationals come up, uh, um, that they have scheduled throughout the year. There's going to be some really good racing there. Um, I will say this about that. Don't go there expecting Delaware Speedway, the style of racing uh, that you're used to. It is right. a completely different look. N- not, not in the, not in a bad way, not in a good way. It's just a completely different, just different. It's a different style of Delaware Speedway racing, and, there you and go. Uh, um, it, it is. Uh, it's definitely cool to see. Um, they kept the character, like Luke said. Um, you know, they they kept some of the the character uh, that was there. There's still still a couple of you know dips and and bumps. Um, but that being said, um, you know where Delaware Speedway, you would have you know everybody in the field would screw up at least twice a lap, right? You know, right. or they would put a little bit of too much wheel in, or they would hit the brake a little bit too hard, or or you know lose Something. lose a little bit of grip somewhere. Uh, everybody used to screw up a couple t- a couple times a lap, and if you didn't, you could make passes. And uh, right now, the way that everything you know is laid out and it's smooth and everything else um you know you might make one mistake every 15 laps as opposed to twice a lap you know so a little um, more forgiving it it it, now today uh you need to have your ducks in a row you need to have a fast car in order to make the move and i think that that uh is a good thing i think it's going to create some great racing um if you have two cars that are evenly paired you're gonna you're gonna create some momentum based racing and yeah and uh and you're gonna have to get aggressive in order to get by some some guys so um the hats off to the winners you know uh ray morno jr uh in the 03 uh pete vanderwist as well in the seven he did a wonderful job um but uh just a a great weekend all all in all and and uh, i know we're going to talk lots about it yes we are let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight it's uh star studded we're gonna kick it all off here in just a couple of moments with trayton lapsovich he goes out remember 2021 uh, Delaware Speedway was the scene of the finale. They had like three races in two days, and um, Trent Lapsovich almost won himself his first NASCAR Pinty's uh, series race, and DJ Kennington got him just coming off of turn four. DJ ended up with the win, uh, and I know Trayton was real dejected. He came close a number of times, but that night there, he, he really wanted to win that race, and he just missed it by a tick. DJ didn't rack him, just got into him, and that was the end of uh, Trayton's good run at the end of 2021. Well, talk about bounce back. Race number one this season, 2022. Trayton Lapsovich goes out at Sunset Speedway, his home track. That's where he cut his teeth. He was sitting in third with uh, like two to go, and he was solidly in third. Uh, the leader, the 96 of Cameron, had a great race going, uh, got into the eight car of Lassard. The two of them went up the track, and look out, here comes the 20 car. Uh, he ended up taking the lead, got the win, and tonight, uh, Trayton Lapsovich is going to join the show. We'll also get off to Canada's East Coast. Things getting ready to fire off in the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. That'd be a good idea. Just, uh, what, five, six days out now. Let's check in with the champ from 2021. The 99 of Craig Sloan White going to be guest number two here on the show. Then we're going to go off to uh, somewhere around Delaware. I'm not exactly sure where Ray Morneau is from, 
But he did win Friday night, that Delaware Speedway race in the Pro Late Model Division. We're going to catch up with Ray Marno. Also, a guy that was in the NASCAR Pinty Series race just yesterday at sunset, uh, Sammy Fellows. Sam Fellows drives the 98 in that uh, in that series, had a top 15 run. I'll pull up the results and see exactly where he finished off. Had a decent run in the 98 car. Remember, Sam just getting into the series, so he's got some learning to do. Uh, Sam did a great job. We'll also talk to Sam. Of course, his day-to-day job is with Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. That will be seen, the scene, for uh, the next race in the NASCAR Penny Series, which comes up next weekend. Always huge. Whenever you talk May 2-4 weekend at CTMP, it is Speed Fest, ready to rock next weekend with the NASCAR Penny Series. They go on the road course. That will be an exciting race. And I know we'll uh, talk to Sammy about that. And Flamborough Speedway. No, J.R. Fitzpatrick didn't win on Saturday night. This time, the number 89, Sean Chenoweth, uh, no stranger to Victory Lane in that London Recreational Chevrolet. He went out, got the job done on Saturday night at Flamborough, and Sean is going to join us here on the show tonight. So that's who we got coming up. Of course, we'll be uh, watching Facebook. We'll uh, try and get some of those messages and get them out, uh, get them on the air if you got any questions for the guests. Uh, we'll try and cue that up as we go. Uh, also got two more VIP tickets to give away to the season opener at the beach. And they are VIP tickets for uh, Mr. Transmission Owen Sound. So we're going to come up with a inventive way of giving those two tickets away. Uh, congratulations to Brett McCullough that won last week's two tickets. Uh, he got out there and won himself a couple VIP tickets to a track that I know Brett and his brother never miss a race at that track. Do you no, know? they're definitely diehards, and uh, uh, they'll probably be tuned in as we're as we're talking here. Uh, but uh, Keith Temple says, "Hey, Joe's. Hey, what's hey, going on, he, Keith? He, he didn't call you old Joe, so you get the brownie <laughs> points, right? Oh, there you go. That's right." And, uh, yeah, lots of people tuned in on Facebook. And uh, make sure you click the share button and uh, uh, tell all your friends that you're listening. And, and uh, this is going to be a big lineup. We're going to talk a lot of short track racing tonight. Absolutely. And uh, let's, uh, let's get the ball rolling. I yeah, wish, we will. wish we had a better weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll talk was, more about it. Was it. Fun. We're going to hit a break right here. We'll get uh, the, 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 some bills paid and then straight back to it. Triton Lapsovich going to join us on the other side. Stay right there. NASCAR winner is first time. Oui, bonjour, Bruno Gaillet, Gazman la voiture numéro 27. Vous écoutez Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, to coast. you're listening to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parks. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. And by Mr. Transmission, Owen Sound. Time Radio to go. Streaming live or
or on demand at racetimeradio.com. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Anniganish, Nova Scotia. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Celebrating 60 years at CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. Got Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow. The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Alright, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you, you are the man! It's back. The May long weekend tradition returns to Canada's legendary home of motorsport with the Castrol Victoria Day Speed Fest, May 20th to 22nd at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Featuring the NASCAR Pinty Series and the eBay Motors 200, it's a Canadian showcase of racing action with the FEL Sports Car Championship, M-Zone Radical Cup, Nissan Centra Cup, and the Super Production Challenge. Take in the excitement in the Canadian Tire Fun Zone and the CTMP Marketplace. Go to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com for tickets and more info. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Man, it's going to be a Good night here on the channel. Sure, glad you could tune in tonight. Let's get to the hotline, shall we? And let's welcome in a first-time NASCAR Pinty Series winner. And, man, he was right place, right time, fast car. He had everything that you needed to be a winner. At Sunset Speedway, night number one, he did it at home. Of course, I'm talking about the young phenom, Trayton Lapsovich. He joins us on the hotline. What's going on there, Trayton? You did it, kid. Not much, Joe. How are you? Doing fantastic. Hey, man, congratulations. Win number one. You never have to answer that question anymore. It happened at home. Thank you. Yeah, it was a, it was definitely a great place to get my first one. I think actually on Friday uh, someone asked me if I, if I were to get my first NASCAR 50 Series win anywhere, where would it be? And obviously my answer is Sunset Speedway. So it was just it was a great track to get my first one out, for sure. Man, those two guys that were ahead of you in those closing laps, uh, the 8 of Rafael Lazard and the 96 of uh, Mark Ant- Antoine Cameron, uh, that, I'll tell you what, those two guys were battling it out. Uh, I could see the thought out your windshield probably saying, let's let these two guys do their deal and I'll plan for what they do. Is that the case? Because I know you had a strong enough car to be right in there with them. Yeah, that was exactly it there. Uh, if we if we didn't have the caution, honestly, I was right out of it. Um, we were struggling with the car a little all, uh, all throughout the race. It just I, I kept getting too loose, and we tried to adjust on it throughout the halfway break there, and we just didn't quite still get it where it needed to be. I, I really had to pedal it off the corners. But uh, no, at the end there, when we got that first caution, I was like, oh, well, here it goes. Something's about to happen now. Um, then we get to the next caution to set us up for the green-white checkered. And, uh, yeah, I, I kind of marked 
kind of started coming across my front bumper going on the front stretch taking the green and I was like you know what have it because uh I knew he was he was going in there with uh with some speed and he was definitely gonna get into the eight so uh I, he moved up the track as well and I was just able to take advantage of it and sneak on by Absolutely, Trayton. Talk about the um, the speed of the race. The pace of the race was incredible yesterday. Um, you know, we talk about the importance of track position. We talk about the uh, importance of, of getting a good qualifying lap in, and and you know, we we always seem to uh, talk about strategy when you talk about longer races like a two fifty, um, and and you know, making the right adjustments and being there at the end. Man, is it ever tough to be there at the end when the the leaders have such blistering pace. Um, I know you, you mentioned that you were kind of out of it. Had the caution not came out, the the entire field was out of it for, for that matter. Um, it was, it was incredible to see the pace of the race. There wasn't many yellow flags for, for carnage or for debris. Um, but the, the overall, uh, pace was just blistering. Um, and when it is like that, it becomes insanely difficult to remain on that lead lap, um, so that's a, an accomplishment in itself. Um, but talk a little bit about that, what th- that is like behind the wheel. Because I know when you, when you stepped into the NASCAR Pinty Series for the first time, uh, they've been the short races, right? The 125s, the 150s. Uh, now you get into a 250-lap race, um, and, and you have that kind of pace to deal with on race number one. It's got to be difficult, uh, but it, it's also got to be fun behind the wheel. Yeah, it's actually it's crazy how different it is uh, compared to the twin 125s than it is you know, the full 250 lap race. Because um, I know prior to going to the twin 125s, the sunset races always used to be just very long stretches of green flag racing. And uh, last year, the twin 125s just seemed like in, in both races we never really got the chance to uh, to do multiple laps at a time. So it was definitely a lot different. Um, I went into both stints of the race uh, prior to the halfway break and after. Um, just trying to, to really save my stuff at the start of it, at the start of both runs. Um, it, it was definitely a lot harder in the second half in the race because I was trying to keep them close to me but also know that I need to save some for the end. And it's just that I, I couldn't maintain that pace that they were holding while, uh, while still saving my tires as much as I needed to. So uh, once I got too far out there, I really just tried to, tried to keep saving and uh, keep that right rear tire on the car in, in case we did get that late race caution that I, I did have something underneath me. We were talking about that up in the spotter stand. It was it was actually incredible when when everybody dropped the green flag for the first time. Um, you know, it, it, everybody's carrying the carrying the throttle down into the corner, right? And and where the spotter stand is at sunset, you're actually really close to the racetrack in comparison to a lot of other racetracks where you know you can hear uh, where the drivers are lifting and you can hear you know the backfires. They're right in front of you. Um, but we were talking about this during the halfway break um, at you know the the initial green flag you guys are carrying the throttle all the way down into the corner or or just about to the corner um and by the end of that run by the time the yellow came out everybody's lifting at the flag stand you know everybody's lifting way back uh, you know on entry because they're both saving their stuff they're walking that tightrope that you're talking about right is is they're trying to save as much as they can uh, but they're also trying to be there at the end um and uh it was funny because you could hear it ratchet up towards the end of that green flag run everybody knows that they're going to get tires here in a minute and and you know they started carrying the throttle back deeper and deeper again so it was 
was uh, it's definitely interesting at sunset to watch that play out. Uh, obviously, you know, it's saving brakes and stuff like that as well, but it's mainly the tire conservation side. And uh, Trayton, you did a wonderful job at that. Um, you're one of those guys that we we're talking about up in the stand. Uh, your spotter, um, I believe it was your first time working with him, Kenny Katu. Um, had you worked with him in the past? I know he was super pumped after uh, after watching you climb out with that checkered flag. No, that that was my first time having him on a spotter stand, and it, it definitely went well for sure. He's a good dude. So you got a uh, is the team similar to what you had last year, Trayton, uh, at, at Delaware and at some of the other races? I know the number twenty is the same. Um, is it the same team, or did you guys retool and uh, reset for 2022? Uh, the group of guys that we had last year are all still there, and then um, with with Scott or with 22 Racing funneling down to a two car team, um, obviously uh, there was the the division of those guys, those guys from the prior 22 team. So uh, so we did have some new additions to our team, and it, it definitely helped a lot. Um, it was just they, they worked hard all day long in the in the really hot sun. So uh, gave me a great car, and I was really thankful for that. We're a Trayton Lapsovich. He is a NASCAR Pinty's winner. He did it just last night at Sunset Speedway in the season opener, if you've just tuned in. Uh, Trayton, all the time, whenever anybody gets a, you know, a new big win, there's lots of people that will reach out and say, hey, that a boy, seen that or whatever. How about you? Did you get any uh, pretty cool uh, attaboys, if you will? Uh, one of one of the most notable ones that came in right away was from J.R. Fitzpatrick. So that that kind of means a lot to me. Just watching him win all those races and championships, and then uh, a lot of the other guys come up to me after the race. Uh, Raphael was was right up to the car uh, after uh, DJ was there and. That, that meant a lot considering what we went through uh, just a few months ago. So, uh, no, it, it was really humbling to, to see all the people congratulate on me on my first win. So you got to have those pages in the book, man. That's how come you get that win. Uh, you you got to be in the right place. You got to – everything's got to line up. And Trayton Lapsovich, it did for you uh, just last night at sunset. Uh, everything changes now. Forget about the ovals. Pull out the road course car. You're set to go for CTMP, and uh, what do you like on the road courses, or have you done it yet? Um, last year, I gained a lot of experience uh, being my first road course racing. Uh, I think we got a podium at, at CTMP my first time there, so that definitely helps my confidence going into next weekend. Um, I'm going to spend some time on the simulator. Uh, iRacing is always helpful uh, coming to the road courses, and, and having a Mossport on there as well is, is a big help for me. Um so I think we definitely have something that we can build on there from last year. Um, as, as I get more experience, I, I think we can just keep doing better and better on the road courses as well. Yeah, well, pretty cool, too. When your dad is Jeff Lapsovich, you got a good guy to lean on. Jeffrey was always rocket fast at that racetrack. Uh, I think back, I, I wouldn't doubt he got a couple of poles. He was the one to, uh, you know, he always had the target on his back when he was there. Kind of cool when you can lean on dear old dad for some advice at CTMP. That's right, too. He's full of advice, for sure. And that, that definitely helped a lot last year, uh, starting out on the road courses. And, and of course, uh, it's great to have him on the radio during the race as well, if, if I need any more advice. He's always 
that's very helpful. Well, you got to take Caden, your brother, the, uh, you know, he's a Pindy's champion. You got to take him off the list. He's with another team. What's going on here? He jumped ship. Yeah, Caden, Caden got a great opportunity working for Andrew Ranger. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, as tough as it is as, as a brother knowing that he's not, he's not right on my side. It's, it's great to know that he's, he's fulfilling what he wants to do. Um, he, he wanted to, to have a crew chief position and he's, He's good at that. Uh, he went to school uh, learning about cars, and uh, now it's good to see him put his education to use and, and really uh, show people his true knowledge. So I'm proud of him for sure. He was he was still one of the first guys down in victory lane after I won the race, despite him being on a different team. And uh, and I went out for breakfast with him this morning. So uh, there's no hard feelings for sure. <laughs> Too cool. Bud, congratulations on that first win. Uh, much continued success. We'll keep your spot warmed up here at Race Time Radio. And uh, good on you, man. Good on you. You did it. You are now a NASCAR winner. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. You betcha. Trayton Lapsovich uh, goes to victory lane. That was a popular win. It was a good win for him. It was a popular win for sure. And, and uh, um, you know, you can't talk about uh, Trayton Lapsovich and, and, and without mentioning RGC Sports and what those guys yeah. have done. Look at the um, lineup they got at, this year. Look at the lineup that wow. they've got. Look at the amount of involvement. Um, you know, they, they touched on it during the, the you know, on-air PA, PA system, uh, Adam Ross and those guys, uh, but they talked about RGC Sports and, and the impact that they're making in the sport. Right. Um, the Rena Mono group of companies um, is, uh, you know, they are making a massive wave in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Of course, you know, working with, with Trayton Lapsovich, working with Brandon Watson, uh, Gary Clute, TJ Rena and then as well with Mark Dilley, um, and, and just, uh, you know, a, a, a massive amount of support. Um, and, uh, and as well, you know, you, you, when you look at, at the success that Trayton had mm. last season versus this season, um, you get that monkey off the back early and that, that young man's going to go very far, um, in the season. Um, and, uh, you know, you look at, at the, the group, uh, that, that 22 racing has assembled and how, how they downsized a little bit, um, and got to, you know, kind of condense their, their whole operation a little bit. Um, that adds power and fuel to the fire oh, when you sure do that. Does. When, sure you, does. when you step from three to two, uh, you can cherry pick the good guys and, uh, you can, you can place people in, in different roles and, and, uh, uh, just, you know, he's a force to be reckoned with and, and, uh, hats off to him. And as well, you got to give a shout out to Kane Lapsovich. He did a wonderful job of opening night as a crew chief. He did a, he did a masterful job. Obviously he didn't get the results that they wanted. Um, but, uh, but Caden as well, he's going to make some waves as a crew chief. So, yeah, uh, just a, a great night, and uh, hats off to Trayton. Brandon Watson also goes away with the pole, so it was a good run for Brandon. Uh, congratulations on the pole run. Uh, he looked like he was coming through the field, too. We'll talk more about NASCAR Pinties a little bit later in the show. We're going to hit this quick break, and then off to the East Coast of Canada. we got to Craig. We got to grab Craig Slonwhite, uh, the 99, because he's going to play hockey tonight. We got to get him before he hits the ice. So uh, we're going to go to him next. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll be back. Hey, race fans, it's the 82 Fortino's Dodge, Dave Conley, from Ottawa, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. Check us out at a local school. Go to fuelforkids.ca.
From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada, to Canada Talks. It's back. The May long weekend tradition returns to Canada's legendary home of motorsport with the Custrel Victoria Day Speed Fest May 20th to 22nd at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Featuring the NASCAR Pinty Series and the eBay Motors 200, it's a Canadian showcase of racing action with the FEL Sports Car Championship, M-Zone Radical Cup, Nissan Centra Cup, and the Super Production Challenge. Take in the excitement in the Canadian Tire Fun Zone and the CTMP Marketplace. Go to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com for tickets and more info. Lead singer of Great Big C, Alan Doyle. There's a song on the, the on the record called Back to the Harbor, which is the title track that I actually sing with my dad. And then the one you made reference to, the Back Home on the Island, is, is one of the songs that really I, I always reference it as an old Ron Hines, a famous Newfoundland songwriter song, but it was, the words could have been spoken out of my father or or my uncle's mouth, you know, it's like a, it was just it's one of those perfect paintings. Sirius XM Channel 167. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. EP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear. Look, feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca. Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Rock of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and Officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. From the high banks of Daytona to the snow banks in Canada, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to be the mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. And we are back with you live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167. Canada Talks along with uh, our live stream on racetimeradio.com and live on Facebook. Hi, everybody. Um, you can message, uh, Junior has always got his phone on and he's always checking it out. Uh, we are going to Ray Morneau. Uh, I, I, I don't know. We'll try Craig a little bit later. Maybe I got it wrong. Maybe he's playing hockey and he doesn't get off until, uh, <laughs> 845 Eastern. Uh, a, a true but, Canadian should be able to play hockey and talk on Race Time Radio. Well, you know what? He's probably got his phone, I don't know, tucked <laughs> into his goalie pads or something, but, uh, we will check in with Craig. We will get him in the next two hours. I can tell you that, but let's go to Ray Morneau. He was, uh, the pro model winner at Delaware Speedway on Friday night, the 0-3 got her done, and he's with us now on the hotline. What's going on there, Ray? How you doing? Uh, I'm good. Thanks for having me tonight. Hey, awesome job Friday night. Man, you went up against some tough customers. There was a lot of pro late models at Delaware Speedway Friday night. Yeah, thank you. It was, uh, like you said, it was uh, quite the field. We, uh, there was, I mean, you had Dottie there, Sheridan, 
critical, exactly. It's uh, a lot of heavy hitters, and uh, we're, we're able to get it done. Oh, man, that's awesome when you can get out there at the beginning of the year and take your car that you worked on all year, uh, like all, all off-season, and you get the 03. Uh, obviously, it ran well. Where did you qualify Friday night? So we, uh, we ended up, we started for the heat races, we drew pills. Um, and I pulled pill number one. So we started on the pole there for the heat race. And, uh, we're just, after we pulled that pill, we made sure we were good, uh, through practice. Um, and then started on the pole there in the heat race and got, uh, got the win in that. And then that lined up our feature there. So, uh, luckily I, I drew the pill and that definitely made our night a lot easier. But, uh, but yeah, we had to, had to get the car quick and, uh, we, we got it done. Hey, you gotta stay out there. Even though you get the pole, uh, you gotta make sure that you can stay out there. How did the new track feel? I know, uh, the guys at Delaware Speedway have put a lot of money into it, did a lot of, uh, changes and the surface, right? You had some new asphalt to run on. How did it feel? Yeah, it's, uh, it's unbelievable. Um, JR Excavating did a great job paving the track. Um, and I think it's only gonna get better here throughout the summer. Um, the top is for the restarts. It makes it so racy, um, and just just the how smooth it is compared to what it was. Right? I mean, Delaware. You talked to everybody the last few years. It was oh, that place is rough. That place is rough. And uh, they turned uh, turned it around. And it's uh, they still kept some of the character there with uh, little dips and that. But uh, but it's for the most part, it is very very smooth and uh, a lot of fun to race. Now, did you have to take the notebook, Ray, because I know this ain't your first trip around this rodeo. Did you have to take your uh, previous notebook and, uh, yeah, look at it, try and set up, and then did you have to throw it out the window? Did things change drastically, or is it still comparable? It's, it's still pretty close. We, uh, we went out with basically the same thing as last year, um, and then uh, just minor tweaks from there, but... Uh, but we uh, we did try a few things, and, and some of it worked, and some of it you look back in your notes, and you're like, well, we might go back to that. But uh, but definitely uh, it, it throws a curveball, um, and uh, with the outside the way it is, uh, it's gonna some guys that haven't got there before, say an APC race, they're uh, they're gonna be in for a little bit of a awakening because uh, the outside I think is gonna be able to work, um, and uh, and and I don't think some guys will be be ready for that, especially the way Delaware was, right? right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. I think the biggest thing with the outside is that it works. Uh, the, the neatest part about it is that the outside works for a period of like three to four laps, you know, where it works really good. It, uh, You know, obviously the bottom is still going to be the preferred lane. You know, it's short track racing. Uh, but that mm-hmm. being said, the thing that stuck out to me is that, and, and just like you're saying, that, that, it, that it works, um, there was a couple times where we got to start on the outside with Stoddy, and um, you know you could make hay and you could you could get up there, but if you don't get down into the opening, um, then once the tires heat up, then then what happens is the bottom's got all the advantage, and then you can you can cycle your way backwards in a hurry as well. Um, it, it's it's going to provide that is going to provide the comers and goers that we're used to seeing at Delaware. Delaware used to be you know the guys screwing up every lap, <laughs> and and if you if you screwed up less than the other guys, then you could make you could make passes and you could gain on people. Um, I think the the biggest thing is going to be the comers and goers side of Delaware is going to be that exact same thing is you're going to be able to make hay on the top side. Uh, for a handful of laps and then cycle your way through. And um, man, Ray, uh, 
you know, Delaware Speedway, you've been there a lot. Your family, you know, you guys eat, sleep, and breathe racing. Um, and, and Delaware Speedway has always been close to the heart uh, for you guys. Um, mm-hmm. and, and when you look at uh, what we've seen from the crowd, uh, you know, from, from the audience, from, from the event side of things, um, it, it looked like Delaware Speedway in the early 2000s to me. Um, you know, it was it was hopping. The place was hopping. Um, obviously, you know, it's a good thing when a racetrack has got long concession lines and, and long beer lines. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, when you look at uh, when you look at what we've seen, um, and you look at the health of the late model division. A team like yours, you've got 15 sponsors on your car. Um, that I, I counted them on, on, your, thank, on your thank you post. Um, 15 sponsors. Uh, when you talk about the health of, a, of an organization, of a racetrack, of a, of a community, um, you, you look down the list in the pit area, um, there's super stocks with 15 sponsors as well. Um, and there's bone stocks with 15 as well. And, and you, you know, the entire, the entire audience was vocal was excited everybody was pumped up um what did that mean to be in victory lane when when it was like that again it uh it was it was all it sends chills through you really when i got out of the car it was uh i mean to get your first pro late win at delaware with it's such a historic place right it's uh that's enough and then you look up in the crowd and hear them and it's uh it was really really cool um and like you said we uh the, the crowd was unreal last last night um it was uh it was nice to see like you said it's like it's back in the two early 2000s um when my uncles ran there it uh the place was just booming and uh it looks like it's getting back that way which is it's nice to see with the money being put back into the track um it's nice to see that people are coming out and supporting it right um and that'll just that'll get everybody else's racetracks and programs stepped up as well right um, so it's good for, for the community of racing. Um, but to be able to run at Delaware uh, with that crowd, uh, the competition we have, it's, uh, it's really cool. And when you can uh, pull off a win, it, it makes it that much sweeter. We're with Ray Morneau. He wins at Delaware Speedway on Friday night, toughest half mile in Canada. Ray goes out there. Uh, he and his team went out there and uh, kicked some butt on Friday night. So what's that do for you now, Ray? Uh, you're going to run just Delaware. You're going to run APC. You're going to run Flamborough. What do you got planned? We, uh, As of right now, we have it planned for um, the weekly Delaware shows. Um, and then the two APC races at Delaware. Uh, we'd, we'd love to do the APC series, but, uh, it's just, we, we can't afford it right now. Um, it would be awesome to be able to do it. Uh, someone was able to step up. It would be great. But, uh, just, just right now, uh, that's the plan is to run the weekly Delaware Friday night shows and then the two APC races and, uh, Anything else, maybe toward the end of the year, we'll uh, we'll look and see what uh, what we got in the bank account. I know uh, coming from Windsor <laughs> with the gas prices right now, it's it's a little bit tougher, but uh, but we'll see see what kind of pops up toward the end of the year and uh, see see if we can't get any more racing in. There is nothing wrong with that, Ray Monroe. Uh, you, you're doing a great job, and there's nothing wrong with uh, 
picking out where you can be successful and trying to do the check and balance. Uh, there'll be a day where you can go out and do more than two APC races that are at Delaware. Uh, it'll all, uh, it, it, you got to grow into it, right? You got to do it. And there's no sense in going if you're not going to be competitive and if you got to, you know, uh, make things too, uh, too tight for yourself. Uh, you're doing it the right way, my man. Sponsorship on that car, you go ahead. And you hit them all because they're vitally important. This is a long list. Oh, yeah. That's is, okay. It's a long list. You fire away, Ray. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, like I said in my interview there on Friday night, uh, it takes a lot of people to get you to the racetrack, let alone get to victory lane like we did there on Friday. So uh, just got to start out with uh, the John Arch Group and JR Excavating. Um, like I said, they paved the track. They did a great job, and they, uh, they support us. So it's uh, awesome, to, awesome to have them on board. Uh, we have East Elgin Concrete Forming, Dutch Brothers, uh, Concrete Forming Limited, uh, Toramont Cat, Iron Mike Industries, Hallmark Memorial, Reed Farms, Sun Parlor Trailers, Double R Reworks, Highland Tools, RPM Racewear, uh, Dana's Desserts, and uh, just like to give a special thanks to uh, McCall Racing Enterprises. They uh, they help us out quite a bit uh, at the track, and then. Uh, just bouncing ideas off Paul, Mike, and uh, Terry and Joe. Um, it uh, it sure helps a lot, and uh, they uh, they helped us there on Friday night, and uh, we got the job done. So just need a need a special thanks for them. Pretty cool when you can go to DelawareSpeedway.com or CA. I can't remember which one it is, but when you go to their website and take a look under Pro Light Models, guess who is the point leader right now? Uh, you probably want to stay in that spot right there. When is your next race? Are you back at it Friday night at Delaware? We have this Friday off, uh, and then next Friday we run uh, our 70 lapper special. Um, so looking forward to that. We're just going to try and carry this momentum from the first night uh, into the second and uh, see if we can get our long run speed a little bit better and uh, see if we can end up in victory lane again. Well, you got to love it. When a plan comes together, you get a week off. That's bad news for the competition. That means you're going to be able to nut and bolt and do everything that you wanted to do on Friday night that you didn't have a, ch- a chance to do. Now you're going to come out and make that 03 even faster, I can guarantee it. That's the plan. Looking forward to it. Uh, that's the stuff. And uh, do you know uh, that that seventy lapper that is coming up is that on Rogers? I know they're carrying some of the events. Do you know if that one's going to be televised? Yes, that one. Uh, from now on, I believe they're all uh, televised. Opening night, they couldn't get there. Um, so looking to uh, looking to get in victory lane when Rogers is there. Um, but uh, pedal power had us uh, had a video there, so we uh, were able to at least watch that and. Uh, soak it all in. <laughs> Ingrid does a fantastic job. Uh, congratulations on the win. I'll be watching. You can guarantee it along with everybody else on Rogers. Uh, if we get an opportunity, uh, it's going to be cool. Ray, congratulations on the win. Go get them. We'll keep your seat warmed up right here at race time. Awesome. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. You bet. Ray Morneau in the 03 does a great job, Junior. In 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 a Monahan throw throwback looking car. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Beautiful looking race car. Um, just and and you know you can't say enough. You talk about families in this sport. You talk about people who um, are ambassadors for the sport. You talk about those, that type of thing. We we talk about that on a regular basis. Here. Yep. You sure um, and and there's a lot of them, right? There's a lot of families that eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff. And um, basically everybody that we talked to tonight is is a part of one of those families, right? 
Um, but the Mornos, um, you know, they've got a little mini paved RC track in their backyard that uh, I believe Colton Everham has the track record of running around. But uh, it, it's uh, it, this, that's a funny story that you don't know what I'm talking about. It's an inside no. joke. It, it, inside. From, from New Year's Eve, they did like a running race. Did they? Um, yeah, and Colton uh, used his uh, used his power to to get to the to get to the front. Um, but uh, you know the, the the guys just love racing. Um, and uh, you know when you look at at what's coming down the pipe for them, um, you know it's only a few years back where they were uh, you know just getting getting started, and 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 he was a field filler, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah. and now. You know, there was nothing touching that O three last night, and um, just a, Friday a, night, a, a, Friday or night. yes, Friday night, Friday. Just an incredible showing, though, out of out of that O three car, and um, you know, it wasn't a surprise to anybody, um, and and it's going to be um, a very strong year for that young guy. He's going to post some numbers um, at Delaware, and and it'll be interesting to watch and and watch it come come together. You gotta love it, uh, Pro Stock Tour, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. Out on Canada's East Coast, not the Maritimes. Uh, it's going to fire off at Scotia Speed World. I know Sue is working away trying to get the 99 of Craig Slon White. Uh, hopefully we can catch up with him uh, tonight at some point. We were going to try and get him uh, in the last segment, but we're, uh, I know Sue is busy trying to drum him up right now. I don't know whether he was going into play hockey or coming off a game. Um, but uh, I can tell you what, texting with him, uh, the 99 car of Craig Slon White is totally wound for the season to get underway. And it will get underway at Scotia Speed World. They got a 150 to kick the season off. Uh, that comes up next Saturday night, Junior, uh, right at Scotia Speed World. A great little racetrack. Uh, I love going to that place. Wish we were there this year, but... Uh, doesn't look like we're going to be back out there anytime soon. No. But uh, IWK will be back. Nice. Perfect. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Looking at uh, the uh, the Scotia Speed World opener, um, it sounds like it's going to be it sounds like it's going to be a big one. Um, sure is. You know, and uh, they're going to do the um, you know award ceremony, if you will, on the front straightaway, and, and for those guys, and um, definitely a, uh, a a good good looking crowd um, of of getting back to it. You know, COVID's done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, what yeah. it feels like when you're at the racetrack. I know it's not done. Um, for any listeners that are out there, um, it's but, done but enough. That's that's right. It's done enough to go back to uh, to go back to being at the racetrack. Get and, your shot and e- go. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah. and when you look at uh, at you know what we've seen so far out of Ontario and what we've seen uh, from even BC and and across the across this land, um, man, racing is is alive and well and very healthy. And uh, looking forward to uh, to seeing what uh, what all comes out of the East Coast. Donald Chisholm, another one that I was texting. With asked him if he's got the '89 Nova Celtic Ford ready to go for Scotia race number one because uh, you know he, he's a busy guy and sometimes he can't make it. Donald Chisholm's ready for Scotia for next weekend. Nice. Um, I asked him about George Kaskulix. He said, nah, "I kind of think George is uh, he's going to be on the box for me." Uh, he kind of thinks George may be hanging it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's you know what? We all hit that age, right? Absolutely. Eventually. Yep. Um, and George, uh, he's he's going out as one of those winning drivers. Absolutely. Um, but it'll be great. Donald Chisholm has got a horrific record at Scotia Speedway. Um, 
I don't know. I can't read it. It's like 45 races or something a few years ago that he had competed at that track and never come away with a win. Yeah. He's at lots of second places. Yep. Uh, he got his championship when he was the champion in the, uh, you know, the Maritime Pro Stock Tour. Uh, he did it at Scotia Speed World. Uh, yep. He had to, you know, go out there and have a good race. He did, but he's never come away with a win. Can you imagine uh, what he is going to do if he comes away with a win uh, after being at a track like 50 times and never getting a win? Yeah, definitely. And, it, you know, it it's funny because it uh, that, that story can be echoed throughout racing, right? You, you, you look at uh, the famous ones are... are, are Guys like Dale Earnhardt, who never won the 500 up right. until the time where he won it, right? So, um, you know, it's funny when when a, a, a racetrack just doesn't pay the dividends that that you want it to, um, and uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's a part of it, though. You know, you look at uh, you look at guys that are really good at Delaware Speedway, but m- might not be you know that great at Sunset, right? Or yeah. or you look at at uh, competitors who can can you know race with the best of them at at five flags. Speedway, uh, but then can't race at Nashville, you know, or can't yeah. win at Nashville. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's it plenty happens. of those types of stories, and um, you know, it's just uh, it's just the way that the sport is. And and but when you do, when he does break through, when he does break out of that, yep. um, and gets that win, he'll be untouchable. Well, exactly, and it will. It you know, it, it's kind of what the sport is predicated on, and and what's what's so important about the sport is that is that you you strive towards something, and you always have you always have to have something to strive towards he's been a champion he's he's been to victory lane numerous times iwk 250 champion yeah Yeah, and and and, you know he wouldn't trade all of it to go to victory lane one time at scotia but the time that he wins at scotia will be so amazing and so intense they won't be driving home that night i can tell you that so you know (laughs) but it it gives you something to uh to charge towards and um you know there's always a carrot you just need to you just need to think about it and find it um and unfortunately for him he knows what the carrot is and and uh uh you know he didn't need to search very hard to find it is is how long it's been so i've seen um, him sit sit atop of the pole i've seen him fast time and practice i've seen him uh in the heat races be lights out fast is tonight I've seen right. him in a 150, and that car for 145 laps is yep. untouchable. Yep. Something crazy will happen yep. with five to go, ten to go, and some nights, you know, like it, it, yeah. they, they miss it by a country mile because they're trying so many different things to try and see to that track. Yep. Donald Chisholm has just not done it yet. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why he keeps coming back. Absolutely. I really do believe that. Yep. He wants to get a victory at that track. And like you say, after he gets it, away he goes. I believe he has won at all the other tracks that the tour goes to, yep. except for Scotia. Yep. Yeah. Tough, tough stuff. Yeah. 100%. It's going to be a great series. Yep. Um, we've heard from quite a few of the guys. We're Dylan Blankhorn and Cole Butcher and... Um, you know, we've had quite a few of the guys on that are planning on running the tour. Uh, we had Chris Hughes on a while back. Of course, he's out in PEI. Uh, he doesn't plan on running the whole deal, but he does plan on running some of them. And you never know. You have some success, and it breeds some more races for guys. Um, but they're going to have a good car count, I believe. Uh, don't know what's happening with Greg Proud. Um, Kent Vincent, haven't seen much out of Kent yet. 
Um, but that number eight car is a staple, the 14 of Terry Dugay. So many good competitors. And who knows about new guys? New guys yeah. coming in. Absolutely. Um, it, you know, they're, uh, it, it's a dynamite tour. Um, you got every uh, manufacturer represented on the East Coast of Canada. Um, it, they do run the gamut. It's uh, going to be a great start. And it all gets underway at Scotia Speed World next Saturday night. So uh, they got a great Friday night program, too. So if you can get there Friday night, Saturday night, uh, be ready. It's going to be dynamite, I can tell you that. 150 laps. Uh, they will put a show on, I can guarantee it. Uh, but Penticton Speedway. I was just out there a couple weeks ago. We did the 300. Um, uh, seen a video from Penticton Speedway from last night, Junior. Yep. It was packed. Yeah. Right to the rafters. Good. Yeah. Good. That's what we need to see. Uh, sold out, as a matter of fact. Wow. Sold out. The RS1 series is going to fire up soon. It was an RS1 that was there last night. Um, but uh, really nice to see that track sold out. Trevor Siebert, the promoter out there, coming off the chip, he said it was cool to see how many people were actually at the track. At, like on the facility yeah, grounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you get out to BC and you're out near Penticton, you've got to go to Penticton Speedway. Um, the, Penticton is down in the valley. Yep. The racetrack is just, I don't know, maybe 100 feet off the top of the mountain. Yep. So, so cool. Beautiful setting. Excellent racetrack. And, man, can they get a race going there. Yeah, absolutely. I talked to Walt yesterday um, briefly. Um, he, he was busy crew chiefing with TJ. and uh, But talked to him about Penticton. He's like, man, what a, what a racetrack. Oh, yeah. He, he, uh, he was definitely blown away and astounded. Of course, it's easy to be that way when you come away as the winning crew chief. But, but that being said, he said, it's uh, what a racy joint. <laughs> it, it was uh, uh, definitely a lot of fun for him and, and those guys. So, um, but, uh, but, yeah. He there was there was definitely a lot of excitement uh, um, from him and and from the Seaberts as well and um, lots of talk about the the broadcast as well on Rev yeah. it was yeah, yeah. Uh, it was excellent so um, yeah well, other the, than they missed like twenty minutes or fifteen minutes where they didn't have a connection yeah um, uh, we were okay on Sirius XM yeah we were good all the way through yeah uh, they did have a little technical difficulty so to speak at the beginning yeah and then uh, things got sorted out so for good sure. for that. Them guys, a uh, couple things I got to talk to you about here. Yes, you guys didn't have a very good Pindy's race last night. No, you in the twenty-seven. No, uh, it was that was it, kind of a rough ride for old Andrew Ranger. What was going yeah, on? There isn't a whole lot of times where Andrew Ranger gets lapped, let alone four times. And um, yeah, no, it was a, it was definitely a, uh, it was one of those races where you know you, you uh, it, it didn't matter what you did, um, didn't matter what the what the crew did, what the driver did. The car just wouldn't react, and it's one of those things where um, it, it can happen to anybody. Oh, it can happen anywhere. Absolutely. It can happen to anybody. Um, and uh, yeah, the you know, you would think that that there was two plug wires off on that car. Um, <laughs> it was uh, it was just it was an ugly outing for sure. Um, but you know, it was one of those things where you couldn't directly draw a line to anything or anybody. Um, it, uh, you know, new, new team, new, like new configuration, new sponsor, new crew, yeah. um, everybody All being put new. together, um, but made huge and I'm talking huge adjustments in practice and the car didn't react to any of it. Ten. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and it, it got to the point where, 
you, you know, you're you're thinking about what yeah, yeah. what the next move is. And, Did I forget and, something over yeah, the winter? Yeah, and yeah. and uh, but it's it, it's just one of those things that uh, you know it it happens to the best of the best in the sport, and um, it it was uh, it was a tough pill to swallow, and I think that uh, you know it's it's only going to create a tighter knit bond between uh, between the team and and between Andrew Ranger and 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 everybody that is involved, and um, but that being said, it was a uh, it was a tough deal, but we maximized every inch that we could um, as a team, and and uh, you know if Andrew would have just fallen out of the seat and given up. Like oh, we yeah. could have finished sixteenth or eighteenth, but yeah. uh, uh, to come home in P twelve where we where we finished, um, the car was no better than a sixteenth place car. Right, um, right. and uh, he got uh, everything he could out of it. Exactly. I can good gar- news two in two locations to uh, your teammate the ninety six and the twenty seven are teammates both Piat Chevy cars. Yep. That thing is lights out fast, so you know the team has got the potential to do it. Oh, absolutely. The other good news part, you're going to CTMP, which Andrew Ranger is uh, that guy yeah, that, definitely. that shows up at that and, track every time. And, you know, this is a little-known fact, um, but the last handful of times, and I'm talking the last big handful of times that Ranger has been there, he's been with a Mopar M1 engine, and it's no surprise to anybody that's in the series, um, that that motor, that power plant, um, is, not, is not ideal for places like Mossport where you've got a long straightaway where it's horsepower related. Right. Um, uh, not to say that it's a bad motor. Um, it's just not the perfect configuration for a place like Mossport. It's heavy. It's a big motor. Um, and and uh, it doesn't make the jam at the top end uh, like the GM spec motor does. Ranger has not been in a car with a lightweight spec motor um, in in recent memory in right. in quite right, a while. Right. Yep. Um, so uh, you know, for him to, uh, it's been you know every year working with them. Um, you know, when they get to the long straightaway, he's just he's swatting flies in there, blocking <laughs> people because yeah. he knows that if he can stay in front of the guy um, through two eight, like two two turn eight, um, he, can he, check can, he can check out and, and be okay. Yeah. Um, but uh, in this case here, um, this new platform. Um, he's of course in a GM spec motor um, with the with the Camaro and and uh, uh, which is also a little bit sleeker than the Dodge, uh, which even you know lends lends a helping hand into the uh, uh, into the power and in, in that long straightaway. So um, Ranger, uh, I can just about guarantee that he is going to be a, a, a very large force to be reckoned with at Mossport, and you add the chip on your shoulder for running like crap the week before, Yeah, it's uh, he's going to be hungry. Yeah, it's going to be awesome, I can tell you that. Uh, all coming up, a CTMP Speed Fest coming up next weekend. In hour number two, we're going to throw it back to Toronto, get you up to date on some news and highlights, and then we come back for hour two. Sammy Fellows, right on the other side, We're going to talk CTMP. We'll also touch on his race that he had yesterday in that NASCAR Penny Series. And uh, we got a busy hour number two. Sean Chunoweth, winner at Flamborough, also going to join us in hour two. Uh, But we are going to step out, throw it back to Sirius XM, and we will be back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM Channel 167. Race Time Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, 
the official stay of the Racetime Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Got a chase Elliott. He gets turned into the outside wall. Holy cow. The thrill of the race. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Uh, let's go finish this thing, baby. new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man. <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes. Here on Race Time Radio. On Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks. Just like that. Look at that. Hour number two begins all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. Anybody that was watching, what were you running from? I had to run to the little room. (laughs) To the little room. And I'll tell you what. That uh, top of the hour little break (laughs) is not near long enough. No, it's not a four-minute break. No, 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 no. Uh, Lawrence Hopper says Ooh, that Lawrence. Greg, we were talking about Greg Proud oh, earlier yeah. on in the segment. Yeah. Um, Facebook's behind by like a couple minutes here. Oh, is it? Um, yeah. But uh, uh, Greg was practicing just the other day. Oh, cool. So Greg Proud. Nice. Um, 29 in, is in. The and Sean Chenoweth is watching. Hi, Sean. Hey, Sean. What's going on, buddy? He's coming up. Yep. Let's get to the hotline, shall we? And we have located... The number 99 of Craig Slonwhite that is going to run that East Coast International Pro Stock Tour. And he was last year's champion. I know he's chomping at the bit to get going. Uh, he's on the hotline. What's going on there, Craiger? How are you? Hey, good. How are you? Sorry, I just got off the ice. <laughs> That's okay. Did you win or lose? No, lost tonight. Whoa, what's that about? <laughs> I know. Now, I know. Oh, well. you're not the goalie, though, right? I am. <laughs> you are the goalie. So, yeah. like, uh, what? how bad did you get beat? Uh, well, I won't talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk racing. That's what we're Let's here to racing. do, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. How's the 99? You got her all rebuilt, all ready to go, or what? Yes, he's ready to roll. And that's what you wanted to do. Uh, now, uh, I know you guys worked with... Uh, uh, King Racing last year. Are you still with King Racing, or is this your deal? What, what situation have we got for this year? No, straight ahead, same thing as last year with King. Uh, Andrew and Jonathan and Corey done a good enough job last year that I've got to go back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't want to mess with the winning formula. Uh, you were no. on Race Time Radio more than anybody last year, and it was just about consecutive. Every time you got in that 99 machine, you would go out and win the race and be back on and joining us. I know everybody was thinking, man, are these guys on repeat or what? Uh, but you just kept on winning. Uh, what do you think? Heading into this 150, did you guys change much, or do you know what to expect? Uh, you know, Andrew just had a couple things up his sleeve there that he learned this winter and applied it to the cars, and, I mean, it felt real good on Thursday. We were out testing. Uh, it was hot, 30 degrees, so um, it, it felt it felt better than last year. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to looking forward to Saturday, I'll tell you that. Same crew, Craig. You got the same assembly, uh, like on the box, uh, guys helping you in the pits. Same guys? 
Yeah, everything is pretty well the same. Um, pretty fortunate, really. Uh, all my guys, um, yeah, sponsors. Uh, you know, I mean, coming off the year that we had, it's got us all pumped up and ready to roll. So um, can't wait, really. I mean, it was like like it wasn't going to come, wasn't going to come, and here it is. So hurry up and wait game. And then, uh, bang, here we are, ready to roll for Saturday. Craig, you look at the success that King Racing has had uh, since your championship night. Uh, you know they've uh, they've went down south and and done a bunch of racing uh, with with Austin McDonald, with Corey Hall. Uh, been lights out fast everywhere they've went. Uh, picked up wins, picked up uh, you know podiums. And, they almost and, won the three hundred exactly. Out yep. in Penticton. Yep, just uh, uh, rocking and rolling. King Racing to be a part of it has got to be pretty fun right now. Um, obviously, uh, you know, you, you want to be behind the wheel, but when, when your teammates are behind the wheel, it's, uh, it's gotta be equally as fun. Do you find yourself more now? And, and obviously you're, a, you're a diehard racer, right? So you've always been in tune with the sport, but, but since you've joined King racing in, in a big capacity and, and been a part of it, do you find yourself more keyed into what, what is happening around you, uh, you know, from, from your teammate standpoint, and and watching watching what they're doing and 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 cheering them on. Do you find yourself more in tune with the sport, being a part of a team like that? Uh, absolutely, for me, um, you know, to be involved with Andrew and Corey and Jonathan and King, and you know, having having Corey being able to drive. I mean, I got Jonathan's X car. Um, Greg and Cassius and Austin. Um, I mean, it's it's a pretty cool deal, really, to be to be affiliated with with a team that we're, we're all, we all share information. I mean, my car will get set up off of Marty Prevost sheet from you know the week before or the or the last time we were at that certain racetrack. Yeah, Proud will get the same setup that was on my car. I mean, a lot of people can go out and speculate. Oh, this guy gets this and that guy gets that, but it's not the way it is. It's a, it is a hundred percent team environment. It's an open book policy. Andrew has things figured out. He's just, he's top notch. He learns, he digs, and if he wins, he still wants to be better. Yeah. So at the end of the day, if you've got somebody that's leading the team that wants to be better, even if he wins the race, it's pretty phenomenal, right? So, I mean, for me to, to sit back and actually take in things that, that maybe an adjustment that Corey made before a race or an adjustment that, that Greg made before a race or, you know, just, just chat amongst the day at the racetrack. Um, you learn so much and, and you share that information. So let let the best man win on the racetrack, right? It's, um, it's just fun. It's a lot of fun. There's, there's a couple certain people that, uh, don't like how we run up here because we're, we're in a team environment and too bad for them. They've got they've got all kinds of information coming from down south, and they go down south and race and all that kind of fun stuff. But it's bad when when we're doing good up here. I mean, it's funny. Yeah. But I can't wait. Can't wait to get rolling. Um, just yeah, can't wait. And again, Andrew applied some things to the car that it, it actually felt better at Halifax on Thursday than what it did last year. So you know, I mean, am I going to have the year that I had last year? I I don't think so. But at the end of the day, I know that the car is going to be prepared the exact same way. Um, it's just, you know how much luck plays into this sport. Um, the cars can be prepared all they want, but if something happens in front of you, a bolt breaks, 
anything can anything can take you out of contention. I mean, if I if I repeated what I had last year, I'd probably hang him up at the end of this year because I mean, you come off a two year something like that, it was it was phenomenal. I mean, I last year was just top notch, and I got I got some other things going for me this year that it's just life is good. With the ninety nine Craig Slon White, he is the two thousand twenty one. Uh, East Coast International Pro Stock Tour champion, uh, prepared for this coming weekend, Scotia Speed World. He's got a 150 sitting in front of him. But before you get to the 150, Craig, you are going to get your hardware from last year. You guys are going to do that on the front stretch uh, just before the race. Do you know any of the details? And are you prepared for uh, doing some celebrating before you go to go and hopefully celebrate again? <laughs> no, I actually don't know any details. All I do know is that they are doing the trophy presentation before before the race. So it's unfortunate that we never got a chance to have a banquet because that's one th- one thing that my team um, we're we're well known for. We like to have a good time, and that would have been a good time having that that championship um, event for us. Uh, you know, I wish I could just I wish I could just take it on and do it all myself and and have a, a banquet, but. It's pretty unfortunate that they couldn't put it all pull it off for me um, because things were open. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we collect our trophy and move on and get the year started. Um, Do it again. We sell. Yeah. Do <laughs> I mean, it that's again. The goal. That's the goal. I mean, we're, <laughs> we're all going to the track to to win the race, and the championship will come after. And you know, again, building off of last year, the confidence level is kind of through the roof. Um, but you can't get ahead of yourself either, right? Uh, again, anything can happen. Um, just looking forward to getting back to the track, um, seeing the friends that you don't see since last October. Um, yeah, just get back into the rhythm, let the sun shine, right? Absolutely. Um, you should. What you should do is you should throw a tuxedo on for for the uh, you know for the awards presentation. You should wear a tuxedo out there. That's the way that the champions have to be. You know, I, I think that uh, you know you get changed in the hauler and and run out there get your hardware uh, and then and then run back and throw your other fire suit back on. Right. That's I mean that's the way that it should be, Craig. You should. I, I could do I could do that, but uh, Sarah Sarah and Shane probably wouldn't enjoy me using the. Uh, my my tux that I'm going to use the week after the first race to go out and do that. <laughs> yeah, you'll be all geared up, but uh, it, it's going to be incredible. <laughs> hey, shocks changed. I know uh, there was some talk about uh, rules, uh, and you guys were still looking for the final rules package here not too long ago. What shock did they settle on? Do you know? Oh my God, Joe! Do you have to ask that question? I have to. I gotta know. <laughs> or is it even we're, resolved we're yet? Running, yeah, we're still running uh, the AFCO shops that are discontinued. So you uh, you take uh, it from there. Oh man, man, that's a tough right. deal. That's a tough yeah. deal. If you need a new one, I don't know what you do. <laughs> I don't think they do either. No. Um, from from what I understand, uh, there was a QA one talked about. Um, Apparently it was brought in. It was decent shock, uh, less money probably than by the time you buy an AFCO. Thread the uh, cut the the heim, the heim off it, thread yeah. the shaft, buy the new uh, eyelet, um, you know, buy the coilover kit. It's it's more money to have the blue shock that again is discontinued. So we're all told. So I mean I don't know. Uh, I think obviously it's a hot topic. It's been a hot topic for many years on the tour. Somebody at some point has to realize 
it's got to open. We have to let we have to let some other cars into the tour so that we have you know a, a decent amount of cars. Mm. Um, the fans in the stands would love to see twenty five cars. Me as a competitor, I'd love to see twenty five cars. I think they just need to open it up, like especially the situation that we're in with the discontinued blue shock. Okay, so why not just throw out there, okay, we're going to put either 50 to 75 pounds on if you want to show up with your good shocks, or take a point left side weight away if you want to show up with good shocks, and, and put, put it right in the rule book, subject to change. If, if, a, if a good shock package comes out and they start dusting everybody, right? well then, uh, you know, 25 more pounds yeah. or half a percent more left side weight. Something has to give. Right. Like somebody has to actually make a call and say, this is what we're going to try. All the, all the drivers should actually be putting their hand up going, you know what, we, we all agree with just opening this and trying it. Mm. Well, and, you know, I, I've had a lot of phone calls from a lot of the drivers um, with the frustration setting in. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to sit here and tear up the tour rules at no. all because I don't mind the blue shot. But at the end of the day, if it's discontinued, it's time for change, right? <laughs> it's, it's 10 years in the making. Yeah, you're right, Craig. I, I think back to the all-star days when I was writing rules for that series. And, uh, you know, we were running into shock trouble and uh, we were going to a variety of tracks, something like you guys are. Uh, we put in a steel body Penske rebuildable adjustable shock uh, that was actually a decent price. And, uh, you know, guys, uh, it fixed everything, and uh, we didn't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, where guys used to have Gaylords of, uh, of you know, the, the blue shocks and the different yep. types of shocks that we had, and they would have to have a variety of them to go track to track. So uh, yep. it, it's different. You guys are running a tour. You are going track to track. you got to reset uh, for each one of them. If you don't, you lose. So. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a tough road to hoe, man. Uh, but it worked out really good for you last year, and you know for sure the tour is going to do something. Uh, we just don't know what. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, it's just it, nobody likes change. No. And whatever I have the blue shock, I'm probably going to run on the blue shock because my car feels like it's on a Penske. But at the end of the day, um, to get more cars, to get more people to come from different provinces to maybe attract some guys from the states to come back i mean bring something back to the sport other than other than other than all the negative stuff that's going on in life in general you know right. what i mean bring something change something to just bring the sport back a bit i guess you know is is all i'm saying i mean um i don't care if i have a blue shock on my car and i'm racing against the guy with a penske you know, you live and you learn. You, you got to do something to change it up a little bit to attract some cars. So I don't know how much more um, the guys can stress the point that we're all open to change before somebody will change something. I just I don't get it. Yeah. Well, you know it's going to be coming, uh, Craig. This has been great catching up with you. Uh, I, I'm sorry to hear you lost your hockey game tonight. Uh, but good luck in your race that comes up next weekend at Scotia Speed World. Uh, I know you're going to be a tough competitor out there. Smile and do like Junior says. Get that tuxedo on. Get your trophy and uh, go out there and win the race. We'll have you back on here next Sunday night. We'll laugh about it. Yeah, that would be nice. Exactly, guys. Uh, and if not, we'll, we'll hopefully chat to you at some point soon because that will mean that I've won a race. <laughs> Absolutely. Craig Slonwhite, thanks so much for the time there. 99, go get him. 
Thank you, guys. Have a good night. You betcha. Good stuff. What's going on, Jay? Uh, interesting point. Uh, Gary Elliott just chimed in. He's watching uh, on oh, Facebook. Yeah. Hi, Gary. Um, He's got uh, a diecast coming. Yes, absolutely. He's got a diecast coming out. Um, but uh, um, he said a pro rebuildable shock would be uh, would work and would not be too expensive. Yeah. So uh, he's, Gary, he's saying that. Gary, yeah, Gary will would, remember the all star that yep. all star uh, steel body shock we had. You can't go with the aluminum one because yeah. if you do, it opens up Pandora's box. But there's also uh, uh, another shock that uh, that you know kind of fits that mold, and uh, Coney has got one that is is very similar to what the blue shock is. Um, Coney has got one that is very similar um, that would work equally equally as well. Yep, um, yep. Um, you know, if they didn't want to change the rules or they didn't want to get into it, uh, but really, I mean, it, if you're going to allow. And this is this is a shot, you know, kind of not across the bow at the tour. This is just kind of a shot of, across the bow at all the tours. Um, if you're going to allow a ten thousand dollar transmission when there's a two thousand dollar option, right? What the heck are we talking about yeah. with a four hundred dollar shock or a twenty dollar shock? Yeah, it's. I mean, and and that if you buy one and you can use the track to track to track, exactly, that makes a whole lot more sense than buying shocks for every track. Yeah, like you think about it, and and with the blue package. Um, there's guys out there and a team like King racing. I, I would hazard to say that they would probably have 500 shocks in, in their, in their, fleet. well, you have to it, like, you got to dyno them all and get the right ones. Well, exactly. Right? That's what and I'm saying. And there was guys getting nailed for using a washer. Mm-hmm. Can you believe it? Yes. Using a washer. But if you're not allowed that washer, sorry, you're getting nailed. But like, it, that's the way it is. When, when it comes time for it, um, with the non-rebuildable stuff, right. um, it, it's no different than a crate motor. Now, if you're if you're that's building, right. if you're building, you know, uh, call it thirty cars a year as a chassis builder. Yep. And, and you're you're building thirty complete cars a year. You've got the ability to dyno thirty engines. Yes. And somebody's you find the gonna best get one, a good one. Somebody's going to get a good one. Yeah. And there's a twenty horsepower variance between them. Yeah. Now they're when, cast iron. When you look at the overall thing, what yep. every team is looking for is 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 just they want to be competitive and they want to they want to be equal to everybody else. Right. So in order to be equal to everybody else, you got to buy thirty engines <laughs> and you got to dyno thirty engines and you got to take your good one. Yeah. Well, it's it's difficult because it's no different than the, than that on the shock deal. Um, a double double adjustable fixes the entire deal, and you can get a good double adjustable for like look at the APC uh, adjustable shock. It's yep. single adjustable. Yep. Um, it's a good shock, and and really it's it doesn't break the bank. But six is one, half a dozen the other. The tour, no matter what they do, there's going to be a naysayer. There's not yeah. going to be there's yeah, not yeah. going to be. And Craig's not a naysayer. He's, He's not a naysayer. Saying, Come on, we got to have some. If these are discontinued. A hundred percent. And I can't buy. Yep. A shock. Yep. We need an option. Yes. And that's true. They shouldn't be uh, six days away from race number one and not have that option. Yep. That, to me, is a mistake. But I digress. we got to hit this break, Junior. When we come back, Sam Fellows is going to be here. We're going to talk about Speed Fest that comes up next weekend at CTMP on the road course. It's a huge weekend. And I also want to ask Sammy about his ride yesterday in the NASCAR Penny Series. We'll be back. Stay right there. Hello, race fans. This is Adam Andretti, and you're listening to the best with Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks. 
on Sirius XM, channel 167. Stop by Own Sound, Mr. Transmission, for a free multi-check inspection. For all your driveline needs, including transmissions, differentials, transfer cases, axles, and more. Mr. Transmission, Own Sound, the area's number one driveline specialist. Chris and his team will take care of you. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by AP Race Fuels. The worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear. Look, feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca. Comic and impressionist Rich Little. I imitate a lot of people on radio. You know, people listening thought they were the real people. So they wanted to meet Elvis and John Wayne and Jimmy Stewart. And so they all came down to the radio station and they said to me, Oh, Rich, when you walk out, they're going to mob you. And, um, of course, there weren't any. It was just me. And somebody said, there's nobody. It was just Rich Little. And I walked out and got booed. <laughs> Canada Talks, Sirius XM Channel 167. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. It's back. The May long weekend tradition returns to Canada's legendary home of motorsport with the Custrel Victoria Day Speed Fest, May 20th to 22nd at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Featuring the NASCAR Pinty Series and the eBay Motors 200, it's a Canadian showcase of racing action with the FEL Sports Car Championship, M-Zone Radical Cup, Nissan Centra Cup, and the Super Production Challenge. Take in the excitement in the Canadian Tire Fun Zone and the CTMP Marketplace. Go to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com for tickets and more info. Gentlemen, start your engine! Welcome back to Race Time Radio. Nothing like being right on time here. Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. So, so glad you could tune in tonight, all live on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. And we get back to the hotline. First up, we've got Sam Fellow. Sammy, sorry I'm late, buddy. I told you 10 after 8. And uh, we started talking to Craig, and we got a little uh, deep into the weeds there, bud. Sorry about that. Yeah, how are you? Uh, you just coming off, uh, let's start with the Pindies race yesterday. Uh, that 98 machine looked like a rocket kit, looked nice. Yeah, it was good in the, uh, in the, in the latter half of the race. Uh, came to us a little bit, but yeah, at the beginning and some of the short runs, got to improve on that. But yeah, positive, uh, for us for the, especially the long runs, a good, good, good pace for sure. You got to learn, right? Like you're uh, last year was uh, the first time in the series. How many races do you got in now? Like four? Yeah, no, I did like most of the series last year. I think I did like what a a six of eight races or whatever it was. But uh, yeah, I think that's probably like my fourth or fifth oval race or something like that. So <laughs> definitely not a ton of experience in the ovals, but. Uh, no, I mean, like, some of the guys I hold in the highest regard in that mid-series, uh, LP, uh, Andrew Ranger, DJ, got to uh, mix up a little bit with them towards the end of the race last night, and 
learned a ton, so that's a huge positive for myself. Well, even the spotter you had up there, probably your dad, he would be looking at an oval going, I can't wait till next weekend there, kiddo. <laughs> yeah, you know what? It's been fun just, like, working with him and, and learning um, more and more about the ovals and um, kind of, you know, figuring it out together and, and working with the crew chief, Mike Knott, on the setup. And, you know, huge thanks and uh, hats off to the team because, uh, you know, we ran – uh, probably the most laps out of anyone yesterday, and we never had a, a problem with the car. You know, I ran like 70 laps in practice. I think just tried to get them all in, and then, uh, <laughs> and then you know the 250 in the in the race. So we ran a whole whole lot of laps yesterday, and uh, you know the car was uh, had no problems. Just kept tuning on the setup, trying to get closer and closer to where we wanted it to be. So um, yeah, just to just a good positive for us for sure this this is going to sound funny but uh, so i as a, a, like on the spotter stand i normally have a radio programmed to scan nascar right so when you do that it only picks up that frequency um when you run a scanner in the spotter stand to pick up the nascar race control which is what i had to do yesterday because i only had one radio with a backup battery um I, the scanner uh it is. It's more broad stroke, so it picks up more audio. Right. I, and yeah. and I listened to you guys the entire race, <laughs> and like I, I could, I I could, I could just about say word for word everything that that your dad said, everything that your crew chief said, because it, it was just the way that it was. Now it was just in the background, right? It was just, it, but but I I could I could listen to you guys, and it sounded like you guys were were definitely uh, um, you know having a good race right up. You know, to that to that sixty lap mark, um, and uh, you know, then it, it, the the race pace just started ramping up. And we talked about Trayton Lapsovich, or we talked to Trayton Lapsovich earlier on. And yeah. and as that race pace picked up, it became less and less fun for everybody. Uh, not only <laughs> not not for you guys, but for for the rest of the field. Um, yep. And the urgency level started picking up. There was a couple of times where you guys were in a a, a, a proverbial rat's nest of cars and yeah. it, it had to be fun behind the wheel because it was like Talladega. You guys were three and, and two wide, um, you know, trying to pressure and, and trying to stay in front of the leader who was setting this blistering pace. Um, but there was no holds barred. It seemed like everybody was using the bumper. Everybody was door slamming each other. Um, and, and, you know, everybody just trying to get in front of that leader um, just in case a yellow came out. And they, it seemed like everybody was trying to make a yellow come out at a couple of stages in that race because in front yeah. of the leader, you know, there was, there was 10 cars that were slamming and arcing off each other. Um, listening to your dad, his, his pitch changed quite a few times <laughs> during, during that. And uh, it was it was fun to listen to. So I just wanted to kind of let you guys know that uh, your your dad cool. sounds like a seasoned spotter. Just so you know. Yeah, well, it's awesome because I mean, he, he I don't think he's ever really spotted for anyone before, but he knows he knows what you know you, you need to hear, and Absolutely. so I think it's just natural for him. But yeah, I mean, he was talking the whole night. I, mean, he, I don't know how many radios he went through, but he had his <laughs> finger on the button the whole time. And, I barely got to say anything, and um, that was okay with me because I just felt busy working. I mean, and the heat and you know, the intensity and the pace, I mean, it was probably one of the most physically tough races honestly, I've probably ever been in. Um, but it was, it was a lot of fun, and from my end, it was, yeah, it was, it was a little rough at times, but it was there. You know, like, um, I, I was doing my best just not to lose 
uh, you know, pace to some of the guys I was trying to race when, when some of these guys were just, you know, freakishly crazy, like Trayton and uh, Lassard, you know, would catch us. Um, yeah, just crazy fast, freakishly fast, and, and uh, just trying to not lose so much time. And, and you know, Lassard give me a little bump, and, yep, okay, yeah, I'll get out of your way. I know you're trying to catch, you know, the leader, and that's fine. Um, I got a little loose into, into three, and then I got a little bit of help from the one to send me around to bring out that green-white checker. But, you know, I was trying to push and, and catch up to, uh, you know, Ranger and DJ because uh, I don't know if I – I think I was on the same lap at that time. And, and um, you know, everybody seemed to be struggling, and the car seemed to become – the car seemed to become a bit uh, better uh, when everybody got loose. I mean, we were, we were fighting a loose car all day. I think I ran, you know, like the whole race loose and – Well, and that's what it needs to be when you get out into one of those races. You need to have fun. Uh, I know you want to be competitive, which you are, uh, <laughs> but uh, you, you got to have fun too, and that's awesome. Where was Sam Fellows, uh, driver of the '98? Uh, listen, Sam, you got to change hats now. Uh, the oval yeah. track is behind you. CTMP is in front of you. Now, how are you going to do this? Are you going to be able to drive in the race and be uh, what you got to be at the speedway too? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I started my life changing half all the time. Uh, we're um, yeah, we're super excited. Um, Canadian Time Motorsport Park just to have the the Victoria Day weekend as an option again this year. Uh, obviously, you know, a couple of years in a row have been canceled, and that's no fun for anybody. So, just to have this May long weekend tradition back is amazing. Um, looking forward to it. Yeah, up until you know Friday at five p.m. I'll have my um, promoters, uh, whatever you want to call it, marketing cap on, social media cap on, and then, you know, start to really focus on, on, the, on the race, uh, and the race car on, uh, Saturday, Sunday, of course. Um, yeah, it's going to be a, a fantastic weekend. Um, I heard, heard a familiar voice there in the ads, so we did all, we did all those ads. I figured, might as well get my dad to do it, so. Um, yeah, thanks very much, guys, for that. And um, yeah, no, it'll be it'll be fantastic. It'll be a, a great weekend. So looking forward to it. Uh, it always is. Uh, I read one tweet. Uh, and I can't remember who it was, but it was through the week, and the the, the guy was excited, he, and he took a picture of his CTMP tickets, and he said, I am, I'm ready to go for the weekend, and I said, oh my God, man, uh, you are all set, I'll, I'll tell you what, if you've never been there, uh, and you're going to go camp for the weekend, uh, you are in uh, for, you're going to be a race fan heaven, because uh, yeah. it's, it's the whole package, you guys got lots of happening not just the pindy series what else you got coming down the line on the weekend and when does everything fire off yeah so i mean there's, there's stuff going on friday saturday sunday obviously sunday the ebay motors 200 for the pindy series um and then the other support races but there's racing going on all weekend so like you said it's racers uh, race fans have not um and uh yeah i can't say Looking at a weekend in May here and, and be going back to racing, but uh, 
Happy Hour Sports Car Championship Canada, um, presented by Michelin. I'm doing Radical Cup Canada, presented by Michelin. Also, great series. Um, also, the Super Production Challenge and the uh, Nissan Centra Cup. So, I've been uh, calling it with my marketing hat. I've been calling it an all-Canadian uh, weekend of all-Canadian talent in action. And that's really what it is. And, and you know, it's, it's great to have in years past a world challenge and Porsche Cup come up. But, you know, it's also special just to have a Canadian weekend that's all, you know, Canadian talent, up-and-coming drivers. Uh, and then and then have a series, you know, like the Pinty Series where it's, it's, you know, literally the best drivers in, in the country just battling it out for uh, 52 laps or whatever it is. Um, so it's, it's going to be awesome. And uh, race fans, heaven, so come on out. Uh, come for the day, camp for the weekend, all that good stuff. It's going to be a great time. Sam, as a marketing guy for the racetrack, uh, this is something <laughs> that I've been thinking about for quite a while. Late models are difficult because late models are definitely built to turn left, right? There are there have been late model races on road courses in the past that have yeah. been successful, right? Like Long Beach used to run the Sears uh, Super Late Model Series. Um, you know, uh, C- or, um, uh, GP3R had run late models a couple of times, um, and and like there has been successful races on road courses for late models. That being said, Ontario has got a really deep uh, pool of super stocks. Super stocks are not necessarily built to turn left. Now, they are. Right. They're skewed towards that way. Um, but with how many super stocks there are in Ontario um, and the way that they are built, I think that they would put on a whale of a show at a place like Mossport. If, yeah. if that race ever came together... Um, I honestly think that there would be a tremendous, and, and I hope people are out there like listening, uh, that could chime into that because the super stock division, I think would put on a whale of a show on a place like, like Mossport or, or CTMP. I, I think that, uh, um, you know, I, I've talked to a couple of guys about that in the past and, and really, I think that the excitement level would be through the roof and, so, and there's probably like 75 of them in, in, and around Ontario, you know, if they came to you, Sam, would there be a way that they could get added to a schedule, say down the road? Like, uh, not, not this year, of course, cause you got your schedule all set. Uh, but could it be food for thought for, you know, 2023? Yeah, I think absolutely any, there's, you know, there's anything that, you know, creates a, a great, you know, opportunity for a great racing, uh, you know, experience for the fans or for drivers, for everyone. I think, you know, there's a no-brainer to look at stuff like that for sure. Uh, I'll leave that stuff up officially to our experts in that department, which is our president and general manager, Miles Brandt. But, um, you know, if there's a, you know, a car count of, like you said, 75 cars and, um, you know, drivers who are, you know, want to come out and, and, and compete with uh, that amount of competition. And I'm, I'm sure you could get, you know, like what they've done at, at uh, Trois-Rivières and last year my dad competed in it was the... Uh, the, the Dirt Modified. Modified. Yes. And, you know, they got Ranger and Lassard and some of the other guys come out for that. So I'm sure you could get a, a, a few, um, you know, low course uh, veterans out in a, in a race like that for sure. I mean, you know, any crossover like that is, is awesome for the fans and um, so the answer, long way around the bone, but yes, sir, yeah, sure. We would look at any opportunity to, you know, enhance the fan experience and, and uh, you know, do something special for sure. Well, and look at you guys in Pindies. You're going to now go on dirt this year. So yeah. I, I would think that there's got to be some options out there for 
all the different divisions, especially there's always power in numbers. Uh, if you yeah. could do it, I'll tell you what, it would be off the hook. But uh, this coming weekend, it's going to be off the hook. Tickets still available, or can fans just show up and buy them? Yeah, so you can always uh, purchase tickets uh, at the gate. That's always an option. But, uh, yeah, we would we, we recommend buying online right now just, uh, you know, for instead of having to get there and do the transaction, obviously having your tickets when you show up is great. Uh, just go to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. And uh, all the tickets and info will be right there. So. You're going to have the Canadian Tire Fun Zone's going to be set up? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's going to be off the hook. I love that place. Uh, Sam, yeah. you're probably going to see me and Sue uh, sometime over the weekend. Great. Uh, and tell your dad I'll bring the salami if I happen to get to Katie Market on Tuesday. If not, <laughs> he's got to wait all the way till Labor Day weekend. But uh, I look forward to it. I love CTMP. It is an exciting weekend. You can't beat it. Uh, Great value tickets. And, uh, hey, look, you're going to see Canada's national tour. Uh, And you never know. This 98 car just may uh, thrill a whole pile. Are you ready for that race? Yeah, I I think, you know what? I think I learned. I I was really thrown to a fire last year with some of the road courses early in the season, like, you know, Torres Year, like different. Looking back, it's a great idea to uh, have your first pitch start on a street course like that. Never really you know, done much in the car, and that was t- that was really tough, you know. So, but I think you know, three races at Delaware at the end of the season, you really get locked in and start to figure out um, what the car, what car, the car can do, what you know, the edge is like under braking, and and so I really started to feel like I was really just making you know, uh, um, you know, uh, some strides at the end of the season last year and and I think that's still you know last night. I think, you know, we were kinda of picked off picked up where we left off with, you know, having pretty decent pace and, and you know, having a you know, positives to look forward to and, and I'm thinking that's gonna, you know, hopefully transfer over to the road course. Everything, you know, you learn is is relative and uh, I'm really looking forward to getting back because I definitely didn't feel like I did the best, um, you know, on, on Labor Day and didn't have enough laps in the car and time on the track and I'm hoping it's a little different this year, so we'll we'll see what happens. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm still sore from yesterday, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> well, it's going to be exciting. Sammy, thanks so much for the time tonight on Race Time. Oh, have you been queued in? You're a hockey guy, too. Big hockey guy. Have you been queued into Canada uh, watching the men's? Uh, no, I, I haven't. Honestly, I was thinking a little bit about the Leafs last night, but uh, I've, been, I've been pretty focused on the, the, the uh, pinky stuff right now. Uh, I wasn't going to even mention the Leafs. I wasn't even going to go there. Uh, my brother's a big Oilers fan, and you should have seen him. Uh, sorry, yeah. Joe, no more Leafs for you. Oilers are still in. But uh, yeah. anyway. It's officially the, spring. The Leafs are out. That's okay. The world, yeah, yeah. The world juniors is coming up. I believe that comes up in August, and uh, I know none of us will miss right. that. Yeah, yeah. Right. We missed it all on Boxing Day. Hey, CGMP, Speed Fest, coming up. Uh, Sam, thanks so much for the time. Make sure you say hi to Mom and Dad. Oh, will do. Thanks, guys. You betcha. Sam Fellows, uh, great guy, great talent. Uh, watch for him on the road courses. Man, his spotter on an oval would be good, but I'll tell you what, when he gets to that road course, uh, to have run Fellows in your ear, Canada's number one guy. I had him in my ear all night. <laughs> yeah, you I tell him. you what. The whole deal. He touched on it briefly. 
um, in, in that race, he's like, you know, he didn't know what lap he was on and, and who he was racing towards the end there. Yeah. I have never, ever, ever been a part of a race where you don't know and can't tell what lap you're on. Right. And last night, we were racing and, you know, we're talking. Was there no you know, lap towards, counter? Yeah. So the race, counter our, monitor, our monitor wouldn't work for like anybody. Like when nobody, like we had five cars and none of our crew chiefs could make it work. Um, and like I, I was trying on my phone. The spotters were all trying and we're asking everybody. I asked the NASCAR official. He said, I'm not asking that question. I don't know. I don't know. And, I imagine and that. so we get down to it. It's a green, white checkered and we line up up front and Ranger said, okay, who are we racing? And I said, Everybody. I, I don't know. Just beat everybody to the line. <laughs> and he's go. like, really? Yeah. Like, we're three laps down starting in, like, fifth. Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. we're four laps down. We're starting in fifth. And 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 he, I, I, nobody could answer the question. It, it was right. like, it was like, man, I don't know where the heck we're, like, who we're racing. I think we're racing DJ. But looking back on it, yeah. we let Dilly go because we thought Dilly was a lap behind us. Oh, and no. Dilly was You're Dilly running passed for a position. position and, uh-huh. and, oh, man, it was just a nightmare on the yeah. on the timing and scoring side. So hopefully that is resolved when we get back well, to CTMP. You get to CTMP, everything will be fine. <laughs> I can guarantee it. We're going to hit a quick break. When we come back, the winner from Flamborough Speedway, that London Recreational number 89, Sean Chenoweth. We've heard from him before. He's back in Victory Lane at Flamborough Saturday night. He's back on Race Time Radio tonight. Right on the other side of the break. Stay with us. Hey, race fans. This is Larry Barrio, and you're listening to Race Time Radio on Sirius XL, Channel 167, Canada. Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew, also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store. You can count on Napa know-how. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night. July 21st with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro Sportsman 100 and Legends. Then on Saturday, Canada's Ultimate Short Track Race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to RiversideSpeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on RacetimeRadio.com. It's the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. 
It's back. The May long weekend tradition returns to Canada's legendary home of motorsport with the Custrel Victoria Day Speed Fest May 20th to 22nd at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Featuring the NASCAR Pinty Series and the eBay Motors 200, it's a Canadian showcase of racing action with the FEL Sports Car Championship, M-Zone Radical Cup, Nissan Centra Cup, and the Super Production Challenge. Take in the excitement in the Canadian Tire Fun Zone and the CTMP Marketplace. Go to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com for tickets and more info. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Uh, our life on Sirius XM Channel 167, Flamborough Speedway. Uh, got under the green flag a couple of weeks ago, uh, and our next guest, he got into victory lane just last night in his number 89 beautiful prepared machine for London Recreational, Sean Chenoweth. What's going on there, big guy? How are you? Oh, we're still just working hard away here. Uh, never never done doing that, so I'm, I'm doing all right, but still, still grind every day. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's you, though, Sean. You keep doing it. Is that a brand-new race car once again? Uh, no, that's, that's our car from the previous couple of years. we got another one, new one sitting here, ready to No, not ready to go. Three-quarters ready to go. We're trying to get done, but this, this COVID stuff's kind of messed up getting parts and everything, so we've, we're kind of held up, but hopefully we get it done here in the next few weeks, and that'll be another new one, and then we got a new super stock. We're almost done as well. Same with the same deal. Parts hold up, but pretty much everything for it now so it's it's getting close well when you hit victory lane with the one you got that should slow the production down on the other one i know you want to go faster and that one's probably got more to it but sean i can remember you and i uh, i can't remember what pit we were in but you had the 89 and it was on rails you brought out the new car and you and i standing there you said man i gotta get my old car back out because this one here just ain't cutting the mustard yeah, there's no doubt. When you when you bring something fresh out, there's a there's definitely a learning curve. But what the I'm hoping is going to help is they're both very similar cars. They're both Jeff Hanley cars. So I kind of know what I'm getting into when I get going here. I just was wanting to try a few different things, so we thought we'd do something a little different on the next one. Sean, uh, we got to give it to you. You always have a beautiful looking race car. Number one. Hey, the twelve looked like eight. your car today. I don't know whether you seen the cup race or not, but Blaney's yeah. car looked like your car. Yeah. Just for the record. Eight. But you always have a gorgeous looking race car every every step of the way. This one here, this is a special paint scheme, man. It's uh, it's got to be it's got to be my favorite LRR car. Um, and uh, hats off to you guys because you, you step up the game every single time. And I know that uh, you know you bring on a lot of sponsorship. Uh, your team does, um, and you've got a new sponsor on on the hood, um, which uh, heading into a season that's got to be a good thing. Yeah, um, the, the Way Creed Way Creed brand there they came on board as our new primary sponsor, which is really exciting for us. Um, and all all my current sponsors as well, or previous sponsors, they're they're all still backing me 100. percent Everybody's still in my thinking I can get this done, and I'm hoping we can get it done. I just have had a couple couple off years but we're, we're once again all in and see what we can make happen so flamborough speedway you're a shoe in there uh you're going to run the full year there and are you going to attempt the apc series again uh right now my plans are to run the full apc series um 
stock quick quick series as well as six or seven nights at delaware with that car and then i'll probably do the triple crown at flambro and Frostfest and uh autumn colors in the pro and super stock again i don't think i'm gonna hit a lot of regular nights like it'll be spot starts here and there but i don't plan on running full time it's just so much racing and there's really at home there's only me and my dad Scott comes down once in a while to give us a hand but there's not much not much manpower here to run three three cars a week gotcha yeah and that's an ambitious schedule for sure you and one wing are going to be real busy oh we're gonna have to get at it we're gonna have to start get start staying up later than seven o'clock at night though this isn't working out (laughs) (laughs) incredible uh mike schmidt also a huge part of your race team uh, we know Mike uh, went through some health stuff there. He's on the right side of it now. Uh, is he looking better, feeling better? He's uh, definitely looking better, definitely more getting back to more of himself. Uh, in a couple couple months there, but he's definitely on the mend. Uh, he was he was down there last night checking it out, trying to – it's hard to hold him back, just trying to get him to do as little as possible. Like, hey, Mike, you gotta you got to calm down for this week. Let, let this heal up and – He's 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 gone and he's ready to go. So hopefully we get a good summer here for him and uh, show we still belong. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, everybody knows Mike Schmidt. If you're from Flamborough Speedway, uh, a- anywhere in the province of Ontario, you know the guy I'm talking about. And definitely, uh, we love that man. He's got to, uh, you know, get healed up quickly. Uh, I, I can hear what you're saying, too. You just about have to tie him up and put him in the closet because uh, he'd be wanting to do all the normal normal stuff that he does at the racetrack. Um, it's going to be awesome to see him back at the Speedway. And uh, you would have made his night going out there and hitting victory lane, bud. Well, it, it definitely helped with the smile on his face. He was definitely pumped up, like, like you say, he's just—he's all in with racing. He's all in across the province. Everybody knows who he is, what he is. The guy's probably one of the biggest people involved in short track racing around here. So to have him in my corner is—I can't—I couldn't ask for a better dude. Just like you say, trying to get him to calm down for a few months here and heal up, and they get him back midsummer, and then maybe when when one 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 wing needs a rest, there might yeah. be back full power. Yeah, you'll need him, I can guarantee you. Junior, 89, one tough customer. Whenever he's on the racetrack, uh, Sean Chenoweth is always one to beat. Absolutely, yeah, no, 100%. When you look at uh, at what you've got going on, too, Sean, it's not just uh, about your racing. You also help out, you know, a number of other guys. And you and I have had that conversation at the racetrack uh, for a long time. SCR is becoming a brand, right? Uh, uh, you know, Sean Chenoweth Racing, um, you see that sticker on, on a lot of cars in victory lane throughout the year. Um, when you look at what Andy Camrath does, you know, on the modified side, um, you know, it's Sean Chadwick's got his hand in that. And, oh, yeah, and then big it, same with Corey McAllister. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the, the vehicles uh, and, and the knowledge and, and, you know, the years are starting to, uh, starting to pay off for Sean Chenoweth because you're starting to, uh, uh, show up in victory lane more and more on, on, on the, uh, on the, the help side. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's no, it's no surprise to see Sean Chenoweth in victory lane as a driver. Um, but, uh, also, you know, as, as you start adding them up, um, you know, win after win on the modified and super stock side. Um, it's got to be, uh, it's definitely got to be busy. And like you said, you're doing that, you know, with, with, with limited people. It's not like you've got, you know, six or seven employees in a shop somewhere. 
um, you're you're doing that yourself with with uh, with your family and and as well with the guys who who surround yourself with. Um, when you show up to the racetrack, uh, uh, you've got a tight knit group of, of people, Sean, and, and uh, 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 definitely a good thing to uh, uh, for the competitors to take note of. Uh, there's uh, there's a lot of diversity there between the cars, and and uh, it seems like every one of them that you touch is fast. So it's uh, it's definitely interesting to to watch. Yeah, it's a it's a good group of guys to help. I I'm not as involved as most might think or whatever. I I'm pretty involved with the modified stuff, helping Andy out. But most of those, like Andy and Corey and Paul Pepper, they've they pretty much maintain their own program, bounce stuff off me back and forth. I mean, unfortunately, as long as I want to go racing, I don't have a ton of time to physically wrench on the cars. Like I'll scale them up and do whatever I can do to help the guys out, but. Until I'm done driving, it's it's right now. It's more of a just a guidance thing. Uh, the Andy deal's a little different. We kind of like he, he follows me around and crews with me when I'm racing, and we try to do the same for him. The Paul and Corey deal, I try to help them as much as I can. But I mean, they get it. They know we're busy. But hopefully, the, anything I'm giving them, guys, hopefully it uh, gets them closer to the front. Well, it does. Uh, watching the record that Andy Kamrath has in a uh, Oscar Modified is simply amazing. And I can attest to, uh, you know, when you guys were out testing, uh, it was just incredible to watch uh, the progression throughout the course of the day and to see that car do what it did in the race that was at the beach. It was uh, just wild. Uh, so, race number one, APC. Uh, have you been to Delaware? Did you get to the test? No, I never went down. We just were still swamped. I, that's kind of why we went to Fremont on Saturday night, just to break some stuff in, make sure everything's good. And we're going to head up to Sunset this week and see what we can do. It's probably in all the tracks we go to, it's my least favorite. No, it's not my least favorite. None of them are. I, I like racing at them all, but my least successful track would be Sunset. I just want to get out of there clean and then move on, because I think when we get to the short tracks like Flamborough, I guess short tracks, but Flamborough, Sabo, I like Delaware. Peterborough has been really good to me in the past. I think when we get there, we can we can definitely flex some muscle. And if uh, we get the second car done, we'll be able to we'll be able to turn up the wick like some of these other guys do with the two car program. Not really worried about taking one home. Absolutely, you got four seconds to respond to this question, right? <laughs> four seconds is all you get, so it's a yes or a no, basically. Yeah. Um, would you run a super stock on Canadian Tire Motorsports Park? Yeah. Oh, right. see, that, that didn't was quick. Take, that didn't. That was take quick. It only took him two point one seconds. No time at all. I mean, even do it. That hey, would be cool. Wouldn't join, it, Sean? join the the comment on Facebook. I I, po- I threw a post out there, but uh, won't happen this year. No, it won't happen this year. But for twenty three, I think it would thought. be cool as cool as heck. I'm down to do anything new. I mean, we're I've been pumped up and trying to get to Florida for as many years as I can remember. And my my big plans is to get there this winter again. Hopefully, we can make that all happen. I want to get that done, bucket list stuff, and anything new. Painting the motor park, take us to dirt, do whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm, I'm game. I'm in. Yeah, you would be. Uh, and that's awesome. Got to love it. Uh, can you imagine going down that long stretch at CTMP in one of those cars? You'd have your foot planted so far to the floor, and you'd be going like a bullet. Oh, yeah. It'd be a lot of fun to stretch your legs down there. So what we could do, it'd be interesting to see how you'd stack up against some of the other classes that obviously race there. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Uh, it, one thing that I know Junior and I picked up on when we went to Rockingham, uh, back when the trucks uh, went back to Rockingham, we went down there and did some live broadcasting, but the Frank Kimmel Street Stocks 
we're on Rockingham, and that's a huge track. Uh, seen the late models. Actually, back then, Corey LaJoy was in the late model, Bassett. Uh, there, there's a lot of good guys. But we're watching the late models fly around Rockingham, and you could see the body panels, Sean, just flapping on these cars because they were, I don't know, they were hitting 140 miles an hour or something crazy. I said, can you imagine taking a late model and going to do that? Uh, it would be a rush inside, but you damn well want to make sure that the thing stuck to the track. The, the problem with that, Joe, is clearly I've gotten older, <laughs> and, and I even found this at Jocasta a little bit. When you come out of the corner with your foot planted to the floor and the thought crosses your mind this is going to be bad <laughs> if something breaks, you don't have the speed those young guys have that just that, that thought doesn't cross their mind yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, they right? don't know back what the they day. don't know. They don't know what yeah, exactly. they don't know. Exactly. Back in the day, you just leave her planted, and what happens happens. Nowadays, it's like, huh, oh, that's, that's aggressive. That's going to hurt. Yeah. <laughs> uh, point and pray, right, Sean? Yeah. Yeah, incredible. But we've enjoyed the time here on Race Time. Uh, congratulations on the win at Flamborough Speedway. I'm sure that it's just the first of many that will come up in the season of 2022. But we've got to thank you for your time, bud. Thanks for having me on, guys. You betcha. Sean Chenoweth, always a great guest. Love having him on the show. Uh, Two VIP tickets. Uh, Compliments of Mr. Transmission. I'm going to give them away on our Twitter. On our Twitter. That's what I'm going to do. Twitter and Facebook? Nope. Just Twitter. I'm going to do it on Twitter. We get a lot of followers on Twitter. I'm going to do it. Not today. I'm going to do it Monday. Now, keep in mind... Opening night at Sobel Speedway is going to be the Oscar Modifieds, the Oscar Hot Rods. You all love those cars. Uh, And it's all presented by Mr. Transmission Owen Sound. If you want to win those tickets, you got to keep an eye on Race Time Radio's Twitter. I will launch a question, and it's going to be fast finger time. Um, And I know Warren and Chris at Mr. Transmission Looking forward to absolutely everything that night uh, and looking forward to you coming out and being with them on that night. But, uh, Junior, our night is wrapping up here real quick. Uh, CTMP next weekend is a late model running, too. Do you got a double date to do? Yeah, yeah. So APC kickoff um, on Saturday night at uh, at sunset. So uh, oh, Friday, it's another sunset. Uh, well, oh, it's that, you're even further it's, now. It's worse. It's worse this time because Friday, Friday, I'm going to drive to CTMP, uh, stay over, um, and then uh, we got practice and qualifying on on Saturday. Um, garage area opens. I think it's like eight o'clock or nine o'clock in the morning. Um, then uh, right after qualifying, they drop the checkered flag in qualifying. I'm going to jump in the truck and go directly to sunset for the APC. Uh, opener uh, mm-hmm. with Josh Stoddy, then drive back to CTMP and we race on Sunday. So yeah, um, yeah. So next weekend, um, uh, uh, just we'll a reminder: don't park the hauler where you're not supposed to oh park it or something. Don't give me a 15 minute penalty <laughs> no. for parking my darn truck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Incredible. Uh, we also gotta put it out. Uh, uh, Doug Gonder, brand new assistant manager for the NASCAR Penny Series. Uh, congratulations, Doug. You've earned that. And congratulations to Mike Charest, flagman, a uh, brand-new flag guy uh, at the series. Mike Charest, good friend of Race Time Radio, good friend of mine. Uh, he was the starter back in the All-Star days. And I'll tell you what, he is one professional dude. 
and uh, those teams got to feel pretty darn good. Have a Mike Charest on the starter stand. They will be in good hands. I can guarantee that. Uh, but congratulations to those two guys. New tech guy, too. How did the new tech guy work out? Uh, Ten seconds. Good so far. Yeah? yeah good yeah. so far. Well, uh, that's good. That's the way you're supposed to, right? Uh, it, was, it was a good event. For Sue. Uh, here in here in the Race Time Radio studio, hooking us up with all of our guests. We've got to thank you, uh, Scotty, back in Toronto. Joe Junior, I'm Joe Senior. I hate saying the word uh. Senior, but that's who I am. Uh, and that's going to do it for this edition of Race Time Radio. See you back here next Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern, live on Sirius XM Channel 167. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.